Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? Radio broadcast. I'm Shandy, and I'm Sunny, and this is our special edition dedicated to the nation, to the spirit of motorcycling that fiercely guards its freedom. We've had a busy fortnight working on the next episode, and do we have a show on our hands? Or do we have a show on our hands? You ready for this? So, shall we tell them what we're doing on the show? Well, it's a week from Republic Day, and the patriotic fervor has pretty much died down by now. You know, beating retreat ho gaya. Yeah, right. So we thought that we should revisit freedom and what it really means. And who better than a successful high-flying corporate CEO back from the US, a true blue biker who gets wrongly arrested and is thrown into a dark as coal, god-forsaken under-trial jail in Bukaro in Jharkhand. Perhaps the best way to experience freedom is to experience its absence. A lone rider, father, husband, teacher, student, entrepreneur, marathon runner, trekker, author, and certainly a passionate biker. We delighted to feature Chetan Mahajan on the long way home. When you're a decently successful corporate guy, your consideration set of things that can go wrong does not include jail. So they needed a bali gawa. And I was the most senior guy in the room. So arrest kar diya, fir usko jail mein dal diya. When you're in jail, you realize that the biggest problem is boredom. It's not anything else. It's just getting bored. So I used to run like crazy. The loop there was 70 seconds. 20 kilometers was about 110 loops. क्या करोगे? The first page of my book, the SMS exchange between my MD and me. I'm being arrested and put in jail. Please take all calls from my wife. Chetan Mahajan. Welcome to the long way home. Thank you so much guys. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you guys man. So Chetan let's begin with your childhood. You were a foggy kid right? Foggy kids so I grew up across eight schools in about five different universities and all over the country. Yeah. And then uh, worked in India for 7 years and I studied in the US lived in the US for 7 8 years and then Mori Vistra Bhad ke India aa gaye. So what were you doing in the US? I was uh, like a e-learning space so online learning e-learning education you know digital education that kind of stuff it was right. a tata company so i moved when i was 30 i moved back when i was 37 we moved from chicago to gurgaon so, i mean chicago was white boy man you by the lake it was all green so i uh, picked a job here did a startup there and then i finally uh, strangely enough landed up in a company called everon and it mm-hmm. had done an ipo it was oversubscribed 144 times wow it was in a really bad state at an operation level 
So okay. this company from the Gulf had just bought it out. This company is Stellar. Gems Group, highly respected, very, you know, well-known group from the Middle East and all of that. So we got a couple of quick success stories early on. Uh, as I was looking at the various businesses in this division that was handed to me, right. I realized that in all businesses, there was a business that was hopeful, tha, which was called Toppers. Mm-hmm. And within Toppers, there was one center, which was the center in Bukaro, which was the thriving center, which gave you hope that, yes, you could actually create a profitable business within this entity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on the 21st of December, 2012, I get a phone call saying that your top five faculty have been poached by competition. The entire IT test prep space is uh, driven by the star teachers. Right. So Obviously. these guys are making two, three lakhs a month. Mm. And if uh, Kamlesh sir or Rakesh sir or Sanjay sir leaves, you know, you don't exist. Because so I got on a plane and I went to Bukhara. <laughs> I have a placard in my house which says bad decisions make great stories. So, <laughs> and this was probably the first of the series of bad decisions. I went to plane and I went and met the parents in Bukhara. We had the first meeting on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, I had another meeting. And this time, the parents were very activist. And they said, give us an instant refund. Otherwise, we will file a bill. And I said, instant refund, you can't give it to Because uh, Sunday is hmm. And dusra, we are like 60, 70 parents. It's, even if it's a lakh each, it's 60, 70 lakhs. It's not the kind of transaction that I can carry out overnight. So they went ahead and filed the Yeah, and the cops basically took me to the police station. And then they said, what is your job? If you can get every single parent to sign a retraction, then we will cancel the police complaint. Otherwise, we'll have to arrest you. It hadn't kind of sunk in. You know, I mean, when you're like a decently successful corporate guy, your consideration set of things that can go wrong does not include jail. But uh, that's what happened. Okay, so they needed a Bali Gavakra. And I was the most senior guy in the room. Hmm. So, arrest her, then jail. Like this is Christmas Eve. This is Christmas Eve. Okay. On the 24th of uh, December is when I was arrested. That is probably one of the scariest moments of my life. This is the Biker Radio Broadcast. Hey guys, what's up? This is Varun Dhawan and I'd like to wish the Biker Radio Broadcast all the best. Right on. We're on the long way home with Chetan Mahajan and his book The Bad Boys of Bukaro Jail by Penguin is available on Goodreads and Amazon. The best way to look at a jail is from the outside and that's our recommendation. But if you want to get inside one, Without getting nailed, read the book. Let's get back quickly and take the walk with Chetan. And it was getting dark. I got to the prison. It was already night time. And, uh, you know, it's like straight out of a movie. Dur says, uh, flashlight, you're walking alone with one guy. Your hand has a handcuff on it and mm. the other end is a rope. The and rope. The guy is holding the rope. And then what happens? He's wearing a Rolf Lauren jacket and all those shoes. Stay in this ward. We'll keep you safe. We'll get you good food, but you have to pay us X. And then somebody else comes along and says, why are you staying? And we have another ward where we have inverter connection, iPod, television, but the price is 5X. And uh, the one which is 50,000 bucks a month is where the hardcore professional career killers and big time economic offenders are staying. There you have a heater, which is not allowed, but you can make your child a TV, an iPod. And you have the company of all these really nice people, which includes professional assassins. Just to tell our listeners, it's about sundown time and we are having coffee and sitting around and we've got a lot of crows around here. Yeah. So please enjoy the crows while we speak. So then they search you mm. and anything vaguely valuable is taken off your person. You're not given any explanations. Right. You're not expected to get it back. 
बट आफ्टर दैट यू लैंड अपट टू अवॉर्ड इट्स एक्चुअली अ वेरी लार्ज हॉल और उसमें पच्चीस तीस लोग होते हैं डॉम बट दिस इज विंटर एंड एवरीबडी स्लीपिंग ऑन द फ्लोर डू चेंज क्लोज नो बिकॉज आई डेंट कैरी एनी क्लोज आई एम वेरिंग very fancy clothes <laughs> i was wearing a rolf lauren jacket wow and uh, whatever i don't remember what other brands they were but yeah old shoes stuff like that so first two three days i was in that but my father the next army man so he turned wow. up at 5 am the next morning and uh, he reached the jail and he talked to the jailer and the superintendent and told them that look this whole thing is a mistake so in the meantime i was inside the jail and there, there was this whole process of trying to scare the inmate and also trying to put a value to the inmate right then i woke up the next morning and my photo was on the cover page and the newspaper comes in because as part of the valuation process and it said 2 crore ka gotala so then it was like okay you stay in this ward we will keep you safe we'll get you good food but you have to pay us x and then somebody else comes along and says why are you staying in this you know really crappy ward we have another ward where we have uh, inverter connection where we have an ipod where we have television but the price is 5x right so So there is an entire pecking order. The one which is fifty thousand bucks a month uh-huh. is where the hardcore professional career killers and big time economic offenders are staying. Oh wow, nice! And there you have a heater which is not allowed, but you can make your chai whenever you want. You have a TV, you have an iPod, and you have the company of all these really nice people, which includes professional assassins. But because my father turned up the very next day, that was. quite a boon because he immediately talked to the jailer and the superintendent and i was moved to something called the hospital ward there first you don't sleep on the floor you actually have a bed mm. and it's meant to be for people with the disease and illness but it's also a way to segregate so that way i think i was safe because once they knew that he is ka pawa aa gaya hai with the jailer lucky. superintendent i was left alone so daddy was your santa claus big time i mean if you had not been there then i would have been uh, at much less comfort and i would have been pain through and all the strange thing is when you are in jail you realize that the biggest problem is uh, boredom it's not anything else it's just getting bored then you start to wonder karunga kya you know after a while you just kind of analyze saying okay what are my options right okay my options are i can read i can run because i'm a runner and i can write then i said ki i'm going to start writing a diary every single day mm. about everything that's happening around the other <laughs> flip about jail is that you're surrounded by like amazing subject matter mm-hmm. so you don't have to make up stories they're actually walking all around you you just have to you know be quiet and listen and if you can get people to tell you their stories you have everything you want i'm sure so that's what i was doing was i used to run like crazy i got a reputation and the the, the loop there was 70 seconds so 20 kilometers was about 110 loops because it's like kya karo ye but koi koi option nahi tha mm. so uh, and then i started the writing thing and then that and that was also all long hand like long hand like yeah. on paper yeah. mm-hmm. so by the time i was done and released i had like two registers of text mm. and then when i came out figured it out a little bit and i put a manuscript together and then i sent it to penguin saying yaar ye kitab likhi hai yeah. i was very hesitant and kaun padhna chahega so do you remember the first page of that the first page of my book was actually the prologue and that is the sms exchange between my md and me where i'm on an ongoing basis reporting to him ye itne parents aa gaye ye ho gaya abhi main arrest ho gaya hu paise bhejo but uh, account uh, transfer karo ye karo wo karo so there is that entire exchange which culminates in my saying i am being arrested and put in jail please take all calls from my wife you listening to the michael radio broadcast listen connect right on time now to take a short break on biker radio broadcast you're on the long way home with chetan mahajan a sharp corporate ceo avid biker outdoorsman 
yanked out of sanity and dumped into an under-trial jail in Bokaro, Jharkhand. Now, Bokaro used to be in Bihar earlier. You know, I did a research on Bokaro on the net and found six six places to visit. I didn't get One is called the Jawaharlal Nehru Biological Park. You know, basically another sad jail for really sad-looking animals. What do you put them in a cage, what do you expect? Right. And But I'll tell you this, the monkey on the YouTube video did look like he probably had access to that 50,000 per month suite. Huh? Yeah. Well, then you have two mandirs. Okay. The Ram Mandir and the Jagannath Mandir. Okay. I think there's a dam also. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, a dam yeah. on the Garga River. Right. The Garga is a tributary of the Damodar. Absolutely. And another place to visit is interestingly called the Freedom Tower. And the one I found a little strange was the Government hand pump. Eh? Control, control. Pani pile, pani pile. In in terms of rating, hand pump ka pani pio, hoi wale. Usi hand pump ka pani lake de to ruk jaye. Okay. So, in terms of rating, it was competing with the temple around, you know, 4.3, 4.4-ish. Out of? Out of 10. In short, in short, Chetan didn't miss much, except for the, you know, the blessings he could have received from the heavens. You've got tough kids growing up in those neck of the woods. You bet, man. One time, football tournament. Who played? We guys were playing. Who was school? Loyola High School from Jamshedpur. Oh, God. And we went to Hazaribagh. And the Gumla boys came over from the St. Ignatius Missionary School and they beat us hollow 6 nil. So 5 nil. Tha, uh-huh. Then I thought that we are going to die. No, we are going to die. 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 We Nice move. <laughs> yeah, you bet though. You know, tough life around those parts. Really horrible. I mean, what is it? Coal, hai, steel plant, boiler, furnaces. I guess the best option for anyone there would be to get an education and get the hell out. Hi, I'm Jaitan Mahajan and you're listening to me on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. In the West also, mistakes like this happen. Jeffrey Archer has been through four years in jail right. himself. Not that that's a mistake, but... Uh, mm. I think, uh, you know, when I talk about freedom, I think one needs to look a little more inside. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times we have freedoms that we don't even see. Uh-huh. You know, I'm sitting in the city, I'm doing a job, I am uh, commuting to my office, I'm living a certain life, and I actually don't think that I have a choice in the matter. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest loss because when you are kind of taking, you know, what is given, uh, in all our lives, we have this default path where you come mm-hmm. out of college and then you go to engineering school and then you go to your MBA or you do whatever else and then you're basically running after, you know, your livelihood mm. and uh, then you get you get to 65 and you retire <laughs> and you move out and that's a default path. That's what's laid out in front of all of us. Mm-hmm. And we just accept that as a given and I think that's mistake number one. Okay. That's, the, that's the first time when you walk away from your freedom yeah. because I said earlier that freedom is about choices but mm-hmm. then uh, you have to recognize the choices that are available to you and society is not going to show them to you. There is no school that's going to tell you, better. you also have this choice. Yeah. Very often you have to find those choices on your own and then you have to take a stab at them and be willing to live with those consequences. And I think that's a huge part of freedom. Mm. 
and uh, i think that gets missed out by a lot of people because they just say yaar yehi life hai aise hi karna padega the long way home so we're on the long way home with chetan mahajan and we got so involved in his story that we forgot to ask him a few questions that we wanted answers to so when we called him up the next day he was up there in satkhol and it was snowing lucky him he's out there but also out there on the trail is hashim kayum from karma yatri another corporate guy who's chucked everything and when we asked him his address he said he lives on his motorcycle so before we get back to chetan let's bring in my way which is a reportage from a road trip my way hi this is hashim and uh, i basically operate a travel company which specializes in motorcycle tours across the trans himalaya so basically anything from kashmir all the way to bhutan It's 31st January 12:30 p.m. and I'm standing on top of Khardongla the highest motorable road in the world disputed but nonetheless uh, I've just climbed up Khardongla the road a road that I've been traveling for 10 years but this is the first time I've done it in winter first time I was I decided to visit Leh in winter just to see how this incredible landscape transforms uh, in this particular weather but frankly speaking i've hardly noticed any transformation man it is a high altitude desert and i know there is not much snow here but i definitely expected a lot more than what i've seen till now it looks practically the same as it is in summer but as you start climbing up a little bit and you get the view of uh, lay down from ganglas you start noticing the subtle differences i mean it's like Great, great feel to it. Water bodies probably are the things that betray that minus the temperatures of up to minus fifteen or minus seventeen degrees at night. All the water bodies or any place where there's any kind of water, everything is frozen. Uh, it's just my second day in Leh, so I'm not going to be doing much more than just coming to Khardungrand. The roads were empty, uncharacteristically. I must have seen about four vehicles pass me. In spite of wearing all the gear, there is a kind of way that you know the cold just penetrates into your bones any kind of space there is all your protective gear uh, the the wind the cold finds a way of penetrating it and oh man it's super cold but i'm fucking having a blast this is so amazing this is yeah most definitely a great experience and i'm hoping it's something that we'd be able to share someday soon i think i'm quite sure i'm going to find some crazy people who would want to check out how this landscape is in minus minus temperatures all right checking out for the moment this is hashim on the biker radio broadcast and this is my way my way that was hashim kayum on my way and to feature on my way just call 89202 7675 and we'll put you on my way time now to get back up there in the mountains with chetan and i asked him so you think uh, you'd say that uh, people are afraid of change yeah i would absolutely say that i mean so many people come to me and say you know you did a you know especially city people friends of mine they'll come and say you did a very brave thing and you know i've been living here for 3 years now and yeah. i look at uh, you know all the people who are living in the city who are living with crime or living with bad air or living right. with you know the circumstances of the city 
and i actually mm-hmm. turn around and tell them guys you guys are braver to stick it out out there i'm having so much fun here it's <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> so i mean you know it's very very nice that you're calling me brave and all but it's really a matter of uh, you know having the goal to say let's take a chance let's get out there and see mm-hmm. what else might be right. beyond right. the horizon so chetan you know this reminds me of uh, that uh, roger waters song the bravery of being out of range what do you have to say <laughs> yeah the bravery of being out of range but roger waters also said did you settle for a, a walk on part in the war for a lead role in the cage oh, did you exchange a walk on part in the war for a lead role in the Uh, how about music do you play an instrument i'm one of those chronic uh, you know people who love music but i i've actually enrolled for i must have a record in that field because i've enrolled for guitar classes but i don't know the chords themselves and i really can't string them together so i think i'm musically inept when it comes to making music but i really do enjoy it this is the biker radio podcast hi i'm chetan mahajan and this is the long way home Okay so we've got roughly about a thousand listens which is so very inspiring considering we did not go out of town with a song and dance sequence even though we're both very good at it <laughs> so once again thanks to Sarah Kashyap Shanawaz Kareem and Joshua John for featuring in and contributing to our first episode Yes, over the last fortnight, we've received so many messages, you know, phone calls and best wishes from all over the country. Thanks to group leaders who posted our show and uh, on their pages and groups. Some people said that they could not write comments or like or follow us. You heard about that? Uh, because Android users were unable to download the Podomatic app, they said. All right, so here's the solution. Android users, first go to the Google Store and download Podomatic. That's okay. it. And then like iPhone users go to the podcast app and right. search for Biker Radio Broadcast. That's it and just like it or actually follow it. A few people also said that they missed it and could not hear it. So here's the good news. The show is for keeps. It's always available to you to listen again and again and yeah. again and again. You can stream it or even download it and if you choose like we said last time also a podcast is also a pause cast. मतलब जब सुनना तब सुनो इट्स रेडियो ऑन डिमांड Hi, I'm Ajay Sharma, and I'd like to wish Biker Radio Broadcast all the best. Among other things, of course, passionate biker. I'm an artist. I also write poetry. I'm a lawyer by profession. There's this lawyer joke about the people who are traveling in a boat, and there are different kind of people who jump into the water when they are about to drown, and they're swimming across, and they get all eaten up. And the second last one is a lawyer. He jumps into the water, and all the sharks they part ways. And the last one asks, "Why the hell didn't they eat you?" He says, "Professional courtesy." <laughs> The long way home. You're a biker. Yeah, I'm a biker. You've been a biker always. What was your first bike? It was a KB 100. How old were you? 23. So fresh out of college, I was looking at what company to join, and there was this one company which was giving motorcycles to all management trainees. So that was like a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> so it runs that deep, huh? Yeah. What is it about the motorcycle that uh, works for you? I think it's an express thing to an airplane, man. I mean, really, I don't know how to describe it. It's just built in. The reason we were so kicked about you, no, mm-hmm. and the story is that here's a bike. Bikers love freedom. 
and their freedom is taken away. Yeah. <laughs> That's one rat hole. True. So you've been in a rat hole. I have. What does freedom mean to you? That's a very big question, man. <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. Freedom is just, uh, uh, you know, being able to choose things. It's really simple. And you couldn't? No, no. There was no way I could choose. I mean, your choices are limited to two or three things. and you, mm. I mean, your family is not there. Yeah. I'm, I'm a biker, but I'm a very, very, I'm crazy about my family. Janis Joplin said that freedom is another word for nothing left to lose. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I have a lot to lose, but I want to have the choice. Right. I want to be able to say, that, okay, I want to take off for 10 days and just do this thing. Right. And I do that. And then I want to be able to say that I want to, you know, I want to just hang out with my kids all day. And I don't want to, you know, do a three hour commute and go to office and then feel like I'm getting ground up every day. And all of that stuff was, uh, was happening. So individual uh, choices, you want to be able to make yeah. your choices. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to like rob banks and break the law, but within a reasonable thing, I want to be able to choose and I want to, I want to, I want to be able to choose what my life looks like. And that's really where that first decision came from because I wasn't liking what I was seeing. I, I didn't like it, ki, oh, you know, you, I don't want to do that crap. Right. I wanted to actually have a real relationship with my kids. You don't have any tattoos on you, do you? I don't have any tattoos. Ever thought about getting one? I thought about it a few times, but no, I wasn't raving about it. I'm actually probably an iconoclast in terms of the bike as as a biker because I mostly, you know, even when I owned a big bike, uh, I never joined the club and I never kind of did these group rides. Right. For me, riding a motorcycle was just about my, you know, just enjoying the sensation of being by myself and doing what I want. So, like last year, I went on the solo ride and I rode from my house, which is in the mountains in Kumaon, across Laos, Piti, Pangi, and then back. And I did it solo with a tent and a sleeping bag and you know, I wrote a blog post about it, but it wasn't that I wanted to brag about it or, you know, put on a fancy jacket or, you know, whatever. I just wanted to do it for me and I did it and that is how I think. So that's freedom for you? That's freedom for me. The Long Way Home dogs are like pack animals, right? Or riding in a group is like riding in a pack. Yeah, but it has its own dynamics. I'm sure, but then, you know, there are riders who are loners and they ride alone. I'm sure they're like fiercely independent, uh, have to be confident about themselves and uh, just a totally different kind of person. It's Chetan to collect his thoughts for his books. And another thing about Chetan, he's, by the way, he's just moved into his new house. So shall we congratulate him? Are Mubarak ho, Chetan. Congratulations, buddy. Okay, so let's listen to Chetan on one such ride. This was my second time on motorcycle. This was my sixth time overall. This trip was, uh, I just had it in the back of my mind and I wanted to start working on another book, which is about the experience of leaving the city and moving to the uh, to the mountains. So it's called The Rat Who Wouldn't Race. That's the Rat Who Wouldn't you Race. You already have a title. And you started writing it? Yeah, yeah. It's halfway done now. Wow. wow. And I was feeling like I was stuck. And I said, one way to get it going is to get out on two wheels and just, you know, take off on my own. So I didn't want a co-writer. I didn't want somebody with me. I didn't want somebody else uh, else's needs that I had to balance in. So it took me two days to get from my house to Sangla Valley. And then I have a close friend who runs Bajara Camp. So I stayed there for a couple of nights. And after that, it was actually shorter rides and longer stays. Where I would so you were writing? Uh, yeah, so I would, I would ride, ride during the day and in the evenings I would set up camp. And then even when you're by yourself, 
आई मीन मे बी दैट्स वॉट द लर्निंग फ्रॉम बोकारो जेल वॉज कि अकेले हो और कोई काम नहीं है तो करोगे क्या तो बैठ के लिखोगे ना राइट तो फोन नहीं चलता लाहौल स्पीति वाली So evenings were spent writing. Evenings, sometimes even mornings, depending on you know, when I was waking up. You know, yeah, I had lamps. I, yeah. I had solar lamps and stuff, so I was able to write. And pen and paper. I didn't take my laptop. I can imagine this lit tent from the inside. I can show you pictures. <laughs> yeah, but that was fabulous, and that was about twelve days. I was on my own. It was people told me it was a little risky because I was by myself, <laughs> and I was on this brand new motorcycle, which I which was an untested motorcycle, the Himalayan. Right. But I think that bike is just insanely good for this kind of a trip. Okay. It wasn't fun riding back on the highway from Chamba. Okay. Took me two days, Chamba, Ardwar, Ardwar to Satkhol. So, on the question of motorbikes, uh, Chetan, uh, what are the kind of rides you've had? So, uh, I mean, circa early nineties, mm-hmm. I had a KB one hundred. I upgraded from that to a KB one twenty five, and then uh, when I moved to the US, I bought a, a Suzuki Intruder. Wow. It was a smallish machine by American standards, but 800 cc was more than enough for me, and I was quite happy with it. Right. And it was also a great bike for uh, Vandita because uh, you know it had a step seat, so she also quite enjoyed that. Uh-huh. Came back to India for a couple of years. I was just a little scared, so I didn't initially buy a bike. But then my next choice was a Ninja 650. Mm-hmm. Then was looking for something which would be realistic and easy to maintain living here. uh right. which meant you know access to you know parts access to service so the nearest mm-hmm. big town from where i live is haldwani and that is 70 kilometers around that time is when royal enfield launched the himalayan i just took a chance mm-hmm. because it hadn't been launched and i was like the first customer in uttarakhand i'm told oh mm-hmm. while you know the bike has its pluses and minuses and yeah. uh, you'll have a hundred reviews on it but i love it it's purpose built mm-hmm. for where i live and it's made for right. these parts and this is what it's for It's not right. a race horse. You have to think about the right. Himalayan as a mule. Yeah, a mule yeah. is what you need in the mountains. Right. I don't need yeah. a race horse in the mountains. It does that job. The ground clearance, uh, the low end grunt, and the torque at like two three thousand RPM. It's perfect. So, यहाँ के लिए सही. Is that what you're riding now? That's what I'm riding right now. This is the Biker Radio Podcast. You're sounding like a frog, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I guess I smushed the wrong princess. नहीं नहीं पर हुआ क्या है? अबे होने को क्या है दिल्ली हुआ है और क्या है अब दिल्ली बेली से दिल्ली गला कर देना चाहिए इट्स हॉरेबल यार लुक एट चेतन हमें भी कुछ सोचना चाहिए आई थिंक दैट फ्लिप हैपेंड फॉर मी इन 2014 बिकॉज़ वी लिविंग इन गुड़गांव एंड माय सन स्टार्ट्स वीजिंग एनी 6 इयर्स ओल्ड लाइक समथिंग्स रॉन्ग हियर एंड देन इट्स लाइक ओके सो व्हाट आर यू गोना डू गो टू द डॉक्टर्स टॉक टू देम एंड पहाड़ों का कीड़ा तो बचपन से था Hmm. You know, don't want to stay here. Yeah. The, the mountains were my trip. Whether it was on a motorcycle or it was trekking, yeah. I used to trek like crazy. Mm-hmm. And even 
even in the US when we were there for a few years, we used to like our favorite long weekend, pack four bags, go off into the Rockies and spend four days like setting it out but having a blast. Nice. Same for the Valais. Nice. So you've done a fair number of tracks around here also. Okay. So then it was a default ki thik hai, agar shahar ke jana, jana to paado mein hai. Mm-hmm. Phir school dhundne shuru kiya, we found the right school. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we started looking further for, um, you know, what am I going to do? So we left without that answer in place. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we said we'll work it out. Then it kind of becomes, you know, you open up your little toolkit and you say, right. hey, what all do I have? Huh. Right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, 20 years of corporate experience, hai, training, yeah. hai, yeah. Likhi hai. and then I, you're just looking around and you're looking for inspiration. And then this idea came up saying, you know, and I realized that this midlife crisis wala thing, that there's a lot of 40 something people who feel like they want to write, who feel like they have a story or a book inside them, right. but they don't have the toolkit right. to bring it out. Correct. So I said, if I make a toolkit in the mountains and call the toolkit in the mountains, maybe there is an option, there is a possibility there. So we announced the first uh, Himalayan Writing Retreat in October of 2016. So explain Himalayan Writing Retreat. So the whole idea is very simple. You just uh, have a getaway, mm-hmm. which is dedicated only for people who are either you know writers or interested in writing. And you get them all into one place. And mm-hmm. then we have sessions. On, you know, and I just thought back to saying that when I came out of Bukaro Jail, I had a first draft. I've published one book. What are all the things I would have really liked to know? So that's where the whole Himalayan writing retreat came from. And then since I live in the mountains and I'm yeah. pulling a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, people here, then it was like, okay, how do you set it up? Hospitality, food, you know, yeah. double sharing or single occupancy, all those kind of tent things. or no tent, yeah, tent or no tent, <laughs> how rough, Stars or should tent. we have pit loose or should we actually have flushable toilets, right, 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 so all that stuff and then we, it was a, the first one was a pure experiment because there wasn't much of a precedent at least in India, right, and what I do is very different from what most people in the world call a writing retreat because most people they just give you a, most places they just give you a, you know, a nice uh, distraction free space and they leave you alone, a nook, uh, yeah, but there is a lot of Actual instruction and exercises and assignments that expected. This is the Biker Radio Podcast. Yeah, uh, no one wrote into our answer for our quiz. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we have to give the right answer. What is the name of Dhabi? What is the name of Amrik Sudev Dhaba. Okay, and by the way, oh, Makhan? Oh, you are going to be a so, what are you excited about, man? Lots, man. We've got the Auto Expo coming up. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be there. Absolutely. And, right. uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to meeting the entire industry there. Yeah, you bet. We also know that we're going to So, that's what we at uh, the Biker Radio Broadcast are looking forward to. Right. Let's get back to the show and ask Chetan what he's got on his mind. So, what's happening now? What are you up to? So, I have two books which are kind of uh, in the offing. One is a pure fiction, the other is this non-fiction book. So, we're looking forward to another ride to complete the rest? So, I'm going in February. <laughs> this time is going to be less riding and more writing. Uh, but I'm because I'm going off into Kumao itself, I'm going off into But for 10 days, I want to take off and I want to kind of... I'm now close to finishing it. But I need to just you know, find that space. And you really want to be by yourself without having to worry about anything. Even if you're Maggie, eating Maggie three times a day, 
but you just have your time and space and then you can get stuff done there's more to all of this yeah you're doing something other than uh, writing you're you're actually working with a few friends trying to cook up something else yeah and so, what is it nitin dayalu is my partner with whom uh, i've uh, just set up this outfit where we will be making a brand of cheese called heavenly and the tagline is cheese from up there and he's a pro he's he's really the he's the top rat yeah he's the top rat uh, he knows his cheese right you know we now need to go up a notch in terms of cold chain and things like that hmm. so we are getting into that together it's a small lifestyle business we're training local people on how to make it we're doing the quality control we have our own facility and it's very hands on so it's it's the real deal and we get all that milk right at our doorstep and our cheese is no artificial anything which means no preservatives no chemicals no nothing it's just cheese you said you that you're looking for a couple of rides is there a ride that's calling you so uh, you know what i've realized is that uh, kumau has fabulous roads and i've driven around a lot but with the family and there are lots of these little quaint no name little homestays in lovely villages which are out there so i want to take off for probably about 10 days and uh, maybe i'll take the tent maybe i won't but if i can find even 3 4 of these little homestays and i can just go from one to the next and you know spend 3 4 days 3 4 days 3 4 days that's my plan now because i want to i want to go out on the bike i think there's something that happens when you're out on the motorcycle because what you, happens you know from a writing point of view you have ideas in your head and you need just need emptiness and space for them to kind of get cooked in your head right so when you're on a motorcycle and you're just going and you've got something going in your head a lot of things just fall in place and then you take a break you stop and you get start writing it out and then you take off again so that cycle of thinking and writing and thinking and writing works very well for me at least so do you listen to something while you're writing no. or you don't no. it's just the no, no 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 i never ever i i wouldn't even try headphones hey i think it's risky uh, but more importantly i just i need the silence i, I think i even when i run I, i run a lot i never use headphones i just run on my own without any noise the bike review soundboard Hello guys my name is Vidhi Malla and I am national president for Women's International Motorcycle Association here in India um I have been riding for about uh, 10 plus years now and I love riding I love my motorcycle I have ridden with both groups and I've done solo rides um my last solo ride was in June 2017 so I rode from Delhi to Leh all alone and I loved it so I'm often asked what do I do you know to feel and be safe and secure during my solo rides So I just uh, thought of drawing up a list for you guys. Hope it helps. So here goes. Rule number 1, be sure of your surroundings. I prefer locations where there are a lot of people who can see me and I can see them. Point 2, try not to travel at night. I know a lot of people ride during the night and they love it, but I prefer riding during the day. In fact, I also allocate uh, particular hours to my day so that you know I'll reach my destination safe by evening. Uh, that works for me. Point 3 keep in touch very important people back home do not know where you are so send messages make phone calls if you are entering a location where there is low connectivity then you should make a call or a message uh, before you enter that zone um, or you know reach out to other people and use their phone to make a call to your families but make sure that you keep them informed about your travel point 4 be confident you don't have to show that you do not know where you are or you know you are lost you can always ask around but be discreet about it especially when you're alone 
my fifth point which is also a bit connected to my fourth point there are times when i have lied when i'm in a situation where i feel lost i ask for directions and i tell people that you know i have a group that i'm leading if you believe that you have come in somebody's attention lie point 6 Always carry something that makes you feel safe. I know a lot of people who carry taser guns, uh, but for me, I carry a pepper spray, which I also carry during normal circumstances when I'm commuting. So there is no harm in carrying something that makes you feel safe. Point seven: No fights, guys. Do not fight. You are there to have fun. You are there to just enjoy yourself and enjoy your ride. Do not get into altercations. Uh, try not to overtake rashly or you know abuse. uh just enjoy your ride just feel fine feel good about it feel good about the ride and just chill you know just chill and ride point 8 keep it basic no jewelry no expensive items you are going for a ride try not to wear too much gold or too much diamond you know just ride and enjoy yourself and those are my eight points for a safe travel if you're a solo rider especially a woman and i really hope that these points will help you feel safe when you travel next time thank you so much and keep traveling that's it from me vidhimalla and you're listening to me on biker radio soundboard see ya the biker radio soundboard hi i'm jaitan mahajan and you're listening to me on the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on You took your first bike out and walloped it all around. Yeah, so with that KV one hundred, I took a long leave. Mm. The longest that corporate India would provide that time, which was about three weeks. So this company that gave you a free bike also would give you long leaves only after fifteen months of work. And you, you have you knew that before you joined? No, but <laughs> I was crazy enough that I would have actually taken a wall if I had to. So it wasn't a planned thing. Okay. I said that bike will go. So I went to Sangla, which is this Bajara camp. Wow. And then I was there, and then it was ki chalo kya karenge. This is the same friend who got me into biking. KB one hundred. KB one hundred. And then he said ki chalo. So this is your go-to friend, I think. Who are you? Huh? Is when you are on a motorcycle, you. Name bhi batalo yaar. Iska naam hai Captain Ajay Sudh. Okay, done. He's an ex-army short service guy, and he's a he's a very close friend, very very dear friend. Right. So usne ka ab kya karenge? Kya tha? Tune Rahul ki thi the maine nahi. Tune chalo. So he went with you. So then we the became three of us, and then the three of us went through Lahore City, and then one of us, his first chutti ka tamo ki, we had to come back, and then it was. So where did you go? वो फिर हाँ रोहतांग से वापस आया रोहतांग से वापस आया ग्रामफू से वो वापस चला गया but he did all of Lahore City. अच्छा. So then he went back, and then we were like, अब क्या करें? तो इसे चल लाख चलते हैं. पहुंचे तो फिर आपने कहा यार वापस उसी जगह रस्ते जाना तो बहुत बोरिंग हो जाएगा तो चल श्रीनगर श्रीनगर चलते हैं तो उसने कहा तेरे को पता है I can so imagine, man. Uh, like, they go. Pata about terrorism, man. I mean, you know that people are being killed there. Mm. So, they go to Gusne and they go. So we said, "Chal, try it." Let's try. But this guy is ex-army. He's short service. Okay. So we are entering, and promptly, of course, the forces have their checkpoints, and they said, "Aap kahan ja rahe ho?" Allah. Kashmir Nagar ke ba outside ya grass mein? No, this is way before we even entered the valley. Right. When you are exiting, basically the Ladakh area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. where they will question you. Say, "Tum kahan ho?" Kahan ho? Kashmir, Kashmir. Kashmir Valley mein kya ja rahe ho? Uh-huh. But then captain's have to call his driver's license, which was in <laughs> uniform. 
बिठाया चाय पिलाई सेट की यहाँ यहाँ पे नहीं रुकना अगर कोई हाथ देता है तब भी नहीं रुकना सेट की रिमेम्बर नहीं होता प्लेस गुंड एंड कंगन करके जगह इलेक्ट्रिकल टेप खरीद लिया We stayed in Dalek for three days, yeah. and uh, we got our bikes first. Uh, but because obviously they were completely jammed. With the bullseye, all over. With the bullseye, all over. And then, uh, and then after we were done, then we rode back to Jammu. Yeah. Rode out back to Jammu, and then of course. Uh, there was no appetite at that time to ride from Jammu to Delhi. So then in Jammu we bought train tickets, dumped our bikes on the train, and came back to Delhi. So how many uh, how many trips you made? About six or seven of them till now, right? Uh, it's been all over i mean so i've never not had a motorcycle so i kid a lot of these guys you know ki wo mid life crisis ke do signs hote hain ek to aap jaake badi motorcycle khareed lete ho warna aap riding retreat mein aa jate ho so you're asking how many rides so i don't know i mean you know there's a lot of long ones and then there's been a few short ones but uh, i've always been on a motorcycle even with the best commuting the best was probably that ride over there what was the best part about that ride i think it, there was a village called upshi just short of lay in ladakh yeah and uh, that one night we were just dog tired and riding and riding and then it was like we got to some place and we were like yaar ab tambo lagane ka mann nahi hai because there again we were doing the whole sleeping bag and tent routine yeah and so we just kind of you know saw this little hut and yaar this guy saying aapko kahin sona hai and he said ki ha bahar veranda hai aap iske so rahe ho and uh, we kind of lay down we just took out our sleeping bags and put them out in the veranda and we had a small chat but then half of the sky was visible and we were just lying on that veranda and looking up and i thought you know that is one memory which still sticks in my mind is that you just by yourself and you can see the stars and you're sleeping weren't you freezing in the open no you were fine you were fine we had every duty sleeping bag and august in ladakh is not that crazy right no one to tak chala jata hai but na handle kar leta hai hmm but that was like brilliant just sleeping under the stars लद्दाख वॉज नॉट कमर्शियल एट ऑल सिंपल सी छोटी सी जगह थी यार कुछ नहीं था वहां पर सो आराम से फिर हम लोग ने वो सो दैट वॉज आई थिंक हाई पॉइंट रेडी एंड दर वॉज जस्ट बिल्डिंग इट एज वी वेंट यू नो ग्रम्फू पे डिसीजन वन फिर लद्दाख पे डिसीजन टू एंड देन दिस होल कश्मीर मिस एडवेंचर आई थिंक इट वॉज जस्ट द फैक्ट दैट इट वॉज प्लैंड वी डिट नो दैट इट वुड बिकम दिस लॉन्ग एंड दिस मच फन जस्ट मेर इट दैट मच मोर एक्साइटिंग Yeah, hi, I am Dr. Arun Thareja. I'm Deepa Malik. Hi, I'm Pallavi Fozar. Hi, guys, this is Melvin, aka Young Kid Customs. Hi, I am Joshua John. Hi, I'm Mohit Ahuja, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. You guys are doing a kick-ass job. Hi, I'm Shivi, and you're listening to me on the Biker Radio Broadcast. So Chetan comes across as a very pragmatic guy. You bet, man. He likes to keep it real. Yeah, he seems so resilient. Yeah. 
I guess uh, life just throws you these curveballs mm. and you just learn to deal with them. Yeah, and keep on keeping on, I guess. So how do we get to your place, you know, up in the hills? Well, it's about uh, 10 hours by car and 8 hours on a motorcycle. Okay, from? Uh, so you go from here towards Muradabad and then it's uh, Rampur, Haldwani and then up uh, towards Mukteshwar. Mm. So that's roughly the way. Mm. And the website is www.himalayanwritingretreat.com. So anyone wanting to go to the Himalayan Writing Retreat, it's about 8 to 10 hours from Delhi on the route that Chetan just described. And if you have aspirations of becoming a writer, that's the place to head to. So Chetan Mahajan, mm-hmm. we've wound around the Kumau Hills. Mm-hmm. We wound around Ladakh, Lahore, Spiti, sure. all over. We've taken the long way home with you. We want to know one thing, which is... If there's one person that you want to ride with, who would it be? That one person that I would ride with, his name is Robert M. Persig. Okay. He died last year. He's an author and he wrote this book called The Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yep. And I don't think, you know, that's probably one of the few books that has influenced me more than anything else. He's just wrote two books in his entire career and this one book was like a seminal book. Even today, it's yep. it's a fabulous read. And if I could, I would just love to go on a motorcycle ride with him. What do you think about Biker Radio Broadcast? I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. And uh, we need to have a lot of story. We have a lot of stories that bikers want to tell and share. And I don't think we have a single place where we get to hear them and we get to tell them. And so I think this is solely required. And I think it's a great idea that you guys are doing it. Chetan Mahajan, it's been awesome spending time with you, riding around, getting Absolute to know you. Absolutely honor, actually. Not at all. Yeah. Thanks Absolute so much. It's been fabulous for me. So. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chetan. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been fun. That's it, guys. Show some up. Seems like we've got a good thing going because we're getting people writing in and applauding the show. We've got miles to go and hopefully we'll keep up to your expectations. Right. So bouquets and brickbats are welcome. So email us at mail at brrodcast.com or WhatsApp us on 89202-766-75. Keep it alive. This is Sunny. And this is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times, discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how?